Hello, and welcome to the Photography Horizons podcast. My name is Bob Shank, and this is Episode 7. Today we are going to talk about the importance of light in photography, and how to learn to recognize the different characteristics of light to help you get better photographs. Let's first look at what's on the horizon this week. PPE, Photo Plus Expo, is all set for October 27th through 29th in New York City. There are an enormous number of workshops and seminars scheduled with some of the biggest names in photography. You can pre-register through October 25th. For more information, go to www.photoplus.com. A brand new Canon camera is on the horizon, and it's already getting quite the attention. The Canon EOS 1DX is an 18-megapixel full-frame camera with an amazing 12 frames per second. This is the first announcement of a full-frame camera by any manufacturer since 2008. This new camera is positioned to replace the Mark V and the 1DS Mark III. It is scheduled to start shipping in March 2012 with a price tag of $6,800. Now, let's move on to our working horizon, light. Light is required for us to take a photograph. Photographers need to learn how light affects a scene or subject, and great photographers can see the quality, quantity, and direction of light before they even compose the photograph in their viewfinder. A great way to get better in photography and advance your skill set to the next level is to learn to see the light. Light comes in a variety of different variables. We will start by talking about the quantity of light. This is quite obvious because it affects the exposure settings we need to dial in to properly expose the photograph in different quantities of light. For example, late into the evening the quantity of light is fading. The longer we stay out, the less light we have to work with. Even at midday, the quantity of light can change in different situations. Move into the shade, or watch some cloud cover roll in, and the quantity of light decreases, sometimes significantly. Here is one lesson I learned about quantity of light that might help drive this characteristic of light home with you. We are all taught that the absolute best time to shoot is in the golden light that magical light just after sunrise or just before sunset. There is no doubt that this is true. The characteristics of light at these times of day are unmatched and provide the best light for photographing a subject. However, even as the light is fading late in the day or just starting to appear early in the day, are also great times to be behind your viewfinder capturing photos. Yes, the quantity of light isn't as much as during the golden hour, but some amazing photos can still be made at these times. Equipped with a tripod and a remote release, the photographer can capture amazing photographs that might have less quantity, but feature amazing colors and shadows. The next time you are photographing late in the day, stay with it until the quantity of light completely runs out. Experiment and see if you get any good photographs after the golden hour. Once the quantity of light runs out, there are still some options available. Flash can be brought into the equation, which allows the photographer to provide light even in dark situations. As another example, flash can also be introduced as fill light during the day, when part of a subject is in a shadow and doesn't have enough quantity of light. Yet another option is to use the light of a flashlight and paint a subject with this light as you take a long shutter speed of the subject. 
This can create some very interesting and creative photographs depending on how much light is used. Think of quantity of light as the amount of light. This is important because each of your lenses will eventually not have enough light to work with and drop the exposure settings too low. This happens faster with slower lenses that feature an f-stop of 5.6. Faster lenses that have an f2.8 aperture can work longer as the light continues to fade. As the quantity of light decreases below the threshold of properly exposing a photograph, there is another option you can bring to the camera. Moving the ISO setting up to a higher number allows the camera to adjust to the lower amount of light and still provide a workable exposure. Eventually, the higher ISO settings will introduce noise into the photograph. Experiment with your camera to see how high you can go before too much noise is introduced, rendering a photograph unusable. With my D300, I like to stop at about 1600 ISO, but sometimes I can get usable photographs even at higher settings. Another important characteristic of light is quality. This is primarily what we observe during the golden light that is so popular. The quality of light at noon is harsh and overpowering. Conversely, early in the morning or late in the day, the quality of light is warm and attractive. Quality of light is more elusive and difficult to describe than quantity of light. It is much easier to see how much light is available versus how this, is, how this light will appear in a photograph. I am still learning to identify the quality of light. It is sort of like leadership. Hard to define, but easy to notice when it's not there. We photographers have to train our eyes to see the quality of light in a scene. This will advance our photography in exp exponential ways. Seeing and identifying the best quality light makes all the difference in a so-so photograph and one that will absolutely connect with the viewer. I am sure you've seen a photograph that just took your breath away. If you have a photograph like this in mind and can go back to see it, take a look at the quality of light. Is the light warm or cold? Does it create a dreamy effect and a softness to the image? Or is it hard and stunning to create a bold scene? Direction of light is a characteristic most all of us were taught when we learned to keep the sun over one of our shoulders when photographing a subject. The different directions of light can affect a photograph in some stunning ways. One constructive way to break the rule about keeping the sun over our shoulder is to put the light in front of the camera to create a silhouette. The light which backlights the subject is now in a completely different direction and creates a completely different photograph. I like to create silhouettes, and here's what I do to make them. It is very simple. First, I tilt my camera so that the sky fills up the viewfinder. Then I press the shutter release halfway down. Keeping the shutter release pressed halfway down, I recompose the photograph to my liking. Focus the subject with the back button on my camera, and then press the shutter release the rest of the way down to expose the image. This is a simple way to create some stunning photographs, and it is all dependent on the direction of light. Another creative use of the direction of light is to side light a subject. When a photograph is side lit, deep shadows are created and this produces some stunning photographs. Subjects with a lot of texture are good proponents for this method. Architectural subjects are also good examples where some side lighting can bring creative effects to a photograph. Experiment with the direction of light. 
Take a photograph of a subject and then move to different locations to utilize the different directions of light. Use backlighting, side lighting, quartering lighting, and all different positions. Compare the photos and see firsthand how the direction of light changes the appearance of an image. Another good example to try is to just observe light. Even when you don't have your camera with you, look at the light. Study its quantity, quality, and direction. Think about how these characteristics affect the scene or subject. Ask yourself how a change in any of these qualities of light would alter the scene. How could you use the characteristics of light to your advantage in a photograph? Train your eye to really see the light. Be picky about the nuances and differences that occur in different atmospheric conditions. How do the characteristics of light change when the sky is overcast, for example? Become a dedicated student of light, and this will greatly change the quality of your photographs. Learn to see the light. As always, I would love to hear your comments about this subject. You can leave a comment on our website or on our iTunes page. We also would love to have you rate our podcast on our iTunes site. That's it for now, but join us next week to hear about new horizons for your photography. Next week, I will discuss post-processing photographs. You've got some photos in the camera, so now what? What do you do with them now? I will discuss how to move these photographs off the camera and onto a computer so they can be easily shared with other people. Post-processing is taking the photos from our camera and moving them into a format that actually makes them usable and viewable by others. And this will be our topic next week. Don't forget the photo assignment and contest from last week's episode. Prizes will be awarded to the winners of the three categories in that assignment. Check out episode number six on our show notes page to learn more about how you can submit your photos into this contest. You can find out more about me at www.bobshankphotography.com and more about this podcast at www.photographyhorizons.wordpress.com. What's next on the horizon of your photography? Copyright 2011, Bob Shank Photography, All Rights Reserved.
Copyright 2011, Bob Shank Photography, All Rights Reserved.